Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 24 is entitled Grace and Works. Because of the grace of God, all mankind will be resurrected, receive a perfect immortal body, and stand before the judgment bar of God. Immortality for all men is automatic through the gift of grace. However, because of the conditions imposed upon the law of mercy, by the law of justice, eternal life with God must be a choice. Therefore, another paradox exists, works versus grace. There is a division among Christians concerning the role of works. The answer to the paradox lies in Paul's immortal statement. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, 8-9 Paul's statement lies at the very heart of Christianity. If that is false, then Christianity is false. For without the grace of Christ, what would Christianity have to offer but suggestions for a good life? However, that raises the question, if works cannot save us, what is the value of works? To understand that, we must understand the difference between the law of justice and the law of mercy. There must be justice, or the world could not endure. There could be no creation. Justice is the absolute law upon which all other laws are governed. The law of justice governs both temporal laws and spiritual laws. All laws satisfy the demands of the law of justice. The two great opposites are order and chaos. Chaos is a natural state. Without law, chaos would govern all self-existing matter. That is why the law of justice is necessary. Chaos is absolute. Therefore, the law of justice must be absolute. Without law, everything would turn to chaos. If there were no God, there would be no justice. If there were no law of justice, there would be no order. Therefore, if there were no God, there would be no order. We owe all creation to the justice of God. On the other hand, if there were no mercy, then no one could be saved. We think of God as creator for obvious reasons. However, because matter and energy cannot be created or destroyed, it would be more accurate to think of God as organizer. From self-existing matter and energy, God organized laws, and from laws, God organized matter and energy. It is called the law of creation. Everything is governed by law. That is the supreme law of the universe. Without law, there can be no order or creation. Above all else, the law of justice must be satisfied, or there could be no God, no creation, and no universe. It is because of the law of justice that the atonement of Christ was necessary. When Adam fell, the law of justice was transgressed, which brought temporal and spiritual death into the world. The law of justice deals with immortality. Mortality is the result of a broken law. Had Jesus Christ not satisfied the law of justice, we would be in a permanent state of mortality, which would eventually lead to the giant heat death so touted by science. It is Christ alone who brought about the resurrection. It is Christ alone who will reverse the effects of the broken law. Without Christ, everything would eventually revert to chaos, and there would be no way back. The law of justice had to be satisfied or the fall of man would have been permanent. An essential element of grace, however, is free will. That presented a conundrum. How do you apply grace and preserve free will? The purpose of Christ from the beginning was to protect our free will. 
He offered himself as a sacrifice to satisfy the law of justice. But for the atonement to work for us, we had to accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. We will not be forced to heaven. It violates everything God stands for. Christ will never violate the law of free will. How then can he provide free grace and preserve free will? The answer to that question explains the strange relationship between grace and works. There must be grace, or justice would condemn us all to hell. However, there must be standards of judgment, or judgment would be arbitrary. Those standards of judgment were established by Christ. We call them commandments of God. Our works reflect whether we obey or disobey those commandments. Our works prove to Christ that we are willing to accept Him as our Savior, thus preserving free will. Christ explains the necessity of works and the role of judgment in the following famous parable. For I was an hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in, naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee, and hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the Lord shall answer, and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Matthew twenty-five thirty-five through 40 Serving others is serving Christ. Having faith in God is part of the first great commandment. Love the Lord with all thy heart. Serving others is also part of the second great commandment. Love thy neighbor as thyself. In a way, the first great commandment shows our faith in the Father. The second great commandment shows our faith in the Son. Judgment is given entirely into the hands of the Son by the Father. For those who do not keep the second great commandment, Christ warned, Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was an hungered, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in, naked, and ye clothed me not, sick and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee an hungered, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then he answered them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me, and these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Matthew twenty five forty one through 46 To qualify for grace, then, we must observe the two great commandments. They are defined clearly in the book of Matthew. Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Matthew twenty-two thirty-six through 40
We are saved by grace through our faith in the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. We show our faith through our works. In other words, we are saved by grace, but judged by works. Christ measures our faith through our works. Justice rewards our faith through His grace. Grace determines salvation. The law of justice allows it. Works determine our reward. The law of mercy, because of the law of justice, requires it. The righteous go into life eternal because of grace. The wicked go into everlasting punishment because of justice. When James said, For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. James 2.10 He was speaking of justice without mercy. If, however, we obey the conditions of justice which are placed on mercy, that is to say, if we do the works required by justice, then we will be saved by grace. James added, For he shall have judgment without mercy that hath shewed no mercy, and mercy rejoiceth against judgment. James 2.13 The law of justice says that if we don't show mercy, we cannot receive mercy. The law of mercy says that Mercy rejoiceth against judgment. By showing mercy, we qualify for grace and are delivered from the iron hand of justice. Works satisfy the conditions of the law of justice placed on mercy. Therefore, the law of mercy saves us through grace. Works satisfy justice because works preserve agency, making man accountable for his actions. James tells us that By works a man is justified. James 2.24 To be justified means to satisfy the demands of the law of justice so that mercy may save us. Paul tells us But he whom God raised again saw no corruption. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins, and by him all that believe are justified from all things, from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. Acts 13, 37-39 James uses the example of Abraham, who was justified by works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well, the devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works, when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Ye see how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. James 2, 19-24 Rahab the harlot was also justified by works. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works, when she had received the messengers, and had sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. James 2.25-26 We are justified by the law of justice through our works. We are sanctified by the law of mercy through our faith. In calling Paul to the ministry, Jesus in vision said to Paul, who was on the road to Damascus, that his mission was to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. 
Acts 26:18. Of course, it is not faith that sanctifies us. It is Christ who sanctifies us through our faith in Him. We show our faith in Him through our works. Works satisfy justice and mercy because works demonstrate faith, and faith in Christ is the first principle of the atonement. James tells us that by works was faith made perfect. The word perfect is revealing. By faith in Christ, we are sanctified, which means to be purified or made perfect. If we are not purified, we cannot dwell in the kingdom of God with the Father and the Son. James added, For he shall have judgment without mercy that hath shewed no mercy, and mercy rejoiceth against judgment. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. James 2, 13-17 Paul's words, then, are preserved and proven true without apology. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, 8-9 Mercy alone can save us and not works. Otherwise, there would be no need for Christ. In addition, no amount of works can equal the grace of Christ. But the real point is that we don't have the power, no matter what we do, to overcome spiritual death and physical death on our own. We live in a world of entropy, and there is no escape without Christ. Mortal loss cannot produce immortal results. Christ alone can do that. Without Christ, all the works in the world are nothing more than a game of tiddlywinks. It was Christ, however, through his commandments that gave works as a requirement to be heirs of his grace. He wanted to preserve our agency, and only through works can our agency be preserved. Works are connected to faith. Faith is connected to grace. Through works we are justified. Through faith we are sanctified. In other words, through our works we demonstrate our faith in Christ. Through our faith we have claim to grace, and through grace we are saved. All three, faith, works, and grace, are necessary, but none of itself is sufficient or agency would be lost, and the two great commandments unsatisfied. Agency is always preserved. At the heart of all laws, look for the law of agency. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.